Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Creating Geeks podcast. That's Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. Um, as always, with you, I am Chris. Sarah. Sarah. Pregnant and half asleep. Yes. Um, just like in January, Sarah's still pregnant. Um, the, uh, the baby is due at the end of July, and we're recording this at the end of May. Um, this is episode seven of the Creating Geeks podcast, and um, this is one we've been looking forward to doing. Um, this episode is on the Muppet Babies, and whereas a lot of these shows um, that we've been doing are us revisiting things from our childhood that only exist as nostalgic items from our childhood, the Muppet Babies has been re-released as a in a new format, so we have that to talk about as well. Um, again, uh, you can find this podcast and the Chipman Brothers Tangent, which I also produce, and that's along with a co-hosted by my brother, uh, Bob, Movie Bob Chipman. You can find those at my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash thechippa. Um, and some of these are also on YouTube, which I call The Chippa Made This, but it's just my YouTube page, Chris Chipman, The Chippa. Um, so without further ado, we will get that into... That was shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. Anywho... Um, without further ado, um, we will start out talking about the original series, The Muppet Babies. Um, so Jim Henson's Muppet Babies, um, for those of you that were unaware, um, or was commonly known by the shortened title Muppet Babies, was an American animated television series that aired from September 15th, 1984, the year of my birth, to November 2nd, 1991 on CBS. What he really means is 1984 was the year the earth went to shit. Because he was born, anyways. Language? What? I'm just kidding. Um, Fuck you. You're up. Oh, I'm reading. Muppet Babies was produced by the Jim Hansen Company and Marvel Productions. Marvel? Yeah. The rights are now held by the Walt Disney Company, which separately acquired both Muppet characters and Marvel. Although the episodes were 30 minutes, including commercials, it was typically shown in 60 and even 90 minute blocks. During the peak of its popularity. Outside the United States, the show was distributed by Walt Disney Television. A reboot of Muppet Babies premiered on Disney Junior in 2018. Which we will get to shortly. Which is the year we are currently in, in case you just woke up from a coma and didn't know. <laughs> the Muppet Babies in the original show and in the new one live in a large nursery watched over by Nanny, who is seen only from the shoulders down. It has really cool striped tights. Yes. The baby's imaginary games transition from the nursery into scenes that become real, that's with quotes, to the babies, such as finding themselves aboard a pirate ship or in the land of Oz. Often these fantasies are filled with stock footage, scenes, or live-action clips from popular movies such as Star Wars, Ghostbusters, and Indiana Jones. Each episode contained a, contains a related musical number. The new show has several, I believe. When the pretend game becomes too power perilous or when an interruption occurs often in the form of nanny checking in or the imaginary game string too far from the original premise the scenes dissolve and they find themselves in the nursery once more oops and i went off page we're reading off a computer screen Womp. the central idea of each episode is the power of imagination sometimes the babies use their imagination to solve a problem when Nanny's newspaper is accidentally ruined, the babies write their own newspaper to replace it. But occasionally, their imaginations run away with them. Overhearing Nanny's phone call to the garbage collector, 
to help her decide which armchair to donate to charity leads to leads the babies to feel fear that one of them, which was thought to be Fozzie, is going to be thrown away. I remember those episodes. So do I. Wow. Okay. Other frequent themes involved the babies coming up with new ways to play with old toys, imagining what life would be like when they are adults, or facing common childhood firsts, such as a visit to the dentist or a new addition to the family. Nanny is the voice of reason, congratulating them on their creativity or soothing their fears. The series starred Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, waka Animal. Waka. <laughs> Our daughter loves Fozzie so much. If you say what's Fozzie, say waka waka. It's waka waka. So damn cute. Um, Animal Scooter, Skeeter, Rolf the Dog, and Gonzo as the main Muppets. Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker made regular appearances, as did Camilla in the form of Gonzo's stuffed baby chick. In the final two seasons, Bean Bunny, which I don't remember, and Statler and Waldorf began making regular appearances. Several Muppets made guest appearances, including Janice as an older preteen and Kermit's nephew Robin, a young tadpole. I remember Robin! Yeah, Robin was awesome. The Muppet baby character Skeeter Scooter's twin sister only appeared in this series and was never a live-action Muppet. This was done because the producers wanted another female character added to the cast. Despite this, Skeeter was always voiced by a male, first Harry Mandel and then later by the infamous Frank Welker. How in- What? Yeah. Who's Frank Welker? Um, Frank Welker does tons of voices. Um, I think he was uh, Optimus Prime in Transformers. He was just the kids' television show cartoon voice actor. Dude. Um, oh, he was also um, Dr. Claw. What was that from? Inspector Gadget. Oh, he died. No. Sorry, guys. Podcast over. Chris is dead. If you play this podcast backwards, it'll say Chris is dead. The 1984 the Muppets Take Manhattan, the third full-length Muppet film, debuted the... F- the film included a fantasy sequence in which Miss Piggy imagined what growing up with Kermit would have been like. While Piggy sang, the baby versions of Rolf, Fuzzy, Scooter, and Gonzo acted as backup singers. The live-action sequence was so popular that the Jim Hansen Company turned the idea into a half-hour cartoon program. In order for 107 episodes to be produced, Henson and Marvel hired two companies, the Japanese-based Toy Animation for seasons one through three and five episodes of season four, and the Korean-based Akam Productions for episode six of season four through season, season seven. seven, both of which also animated G.I. Joe and the Transformers for Marvel Productions and Sunbow Productions. And I believe Toei Animation we also talked about in our um, Gem and the Holograms episode. I was say one of the two of them did Gem. I think they both might have. But um, well, they had like three three different animation teams. Right, Muppet Babies proved highly popular and ran on CBS from 1984 to 1991, a total of seven seasons. At the height of its popularity, it ran in two or three episode blocks. I remember that. Even after the conclusion of the series, it remained so popular that CBS continued to air reruns of the series until the fall of 1992. For a brief run in the second season, the program became Muppets. Babies and Monsters, and for a second half hour was dedicated to the new show called Jim Hansen's Little Muppet Monsters. This show featured live-action puppets and cartoons starring the adult Muppet characters. The program lasted three weeks before Jim Hansen pulled the plug. Despite 18 episodes having been made, the show then reverted to an hour of Muppet Babies. However, a portion of the Little Muppet Monsters 
theme could still be heard on the show's end credits for the remainder of its run. Muppet Babies later expanded to 90 minutes and after CBS pulled the Garbage Pail Kids before it even aired due to controversy. And now the Garbage Pail Kids toys are back. There's toys? I know. I had the cards yeah. or the sticker card things. I didn't know there was toys. Yeah, there's toys now. Ew. And also, it's Jim Henson. You've been saying Hanson. Henson. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm it. sorry. Is he going to come back from the dead and kill me? Maybe. Okay. It Turn is noted. Muppet. <laughs> Muppet Babies was noted for starting a trend of relaunching popular cartoon characters as younger versions of themselves. This trend can be seen in numerous TV series, such as A Pup Named Scooby Doo. I bet you don't remember that one. Yeah. The Flintstones Kids, Baby Felix, Tiny Toon Adventures, which the main characters were actually parodies of the Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes themselves are their instructors. Tom and Jerry Kids, The Jungle Cubs. Based on the Walt Disney animated film The Jungle Book, I like Dom Tailspin better. Yeah, as well as m- merchandise items such as Baby Snoopy, Baby Betty Boop, Disney Babies, Baby Hello Kitty, Care Bear Cubs, and Baby Garfield. In recent years, Baby Looney Tunes, Sesame Beginnings, and Baby Mario continued the concept. I need to f- seek out Baby Mario. Yeah. The show was a critical success during its time on the air. The show won four consecutive daytime Emmys for Outstanding Animated Program in 1985 to 1988 and won a Humanitas Prize for Children's Animation in 1985. Mother Babies was voted top cartoon of the childhood days by Irvin Hall Newspaper's Weekly Review of the Pennsylvania State University in 2007. 2007? Millennials voted it that way. Wow. Lazy bastards. All right, and now that brings us to the 2018 version. Well, we should also note that that you can't get the original on DVD because of all Oh, yeah. So because of all the stock footage used and in the changing of the guard between CBS's ownership and Henson's ownership and now the Disney company and Marvel, a lot of the stock footage um, is no longer owned by the people who made the show. So it kind of falls into that Beavis and Butthead problem where we can't release it because we showed music videos in every episode that we don't own anymore. The same thing goes for the Muppets with the stock footage and old movie clips used. Um, So in the 2018 version, um, now we go from, you know, standard 1980s Toei animated it looked and sounded a lot like other cartoons of the time. We jumped to 2018 in which they've done a CGI animated television series. Um, it still features toddler versions of the Muppets characters that began airing on Disney Junior and the Disney Channel on March 23rd, 2018. And it's aimed at a target audience of children from ages four to seven, which I feel was the target demographic of the original as well. Um, and like we said, it's a reboot. I'd go younger. Maybe younger, yeah. I say seven's a bit old for most babies. I'd say like our kids age two and a half. And she loves it. Yeah. Um, the show retains several of the younger incarnations of the classic Muppet characters seen in the previous series, including Baby Kermit, Baby Piggy, Baby Fozzie, Baby Gonzo, and Baby Animal. The series also sees the return of Nanny, now known as Miss Nanny, along with the introduction of a new character named Summer Penguin, a young female penguin. Which is surprising as we talk about how in the original they added Skeeter, you know, because the show didn't have female characters. Scooter and Skeeter have not shown up in the show yet. We've watched every episode that's been on so far. Um, But they're in photos in the background of the playroom along with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem and Rolf. Um, But they just haven't quite shown up on the show yet. Um, Bunsen and Beaker do. Statler and Waldorf do. We'll, We'll get into that. Unlike the previous series, the update features two 
11 minute stories per episode. The series will be aimed at children between the ages of four and seven. Well, repeat information. <laughs> Tom Warburton, best known for creating Cartoon Network's codename Kid Next Door, Kids Next Door, which I guess is quite popular, and is the um, is, who is the executive producer. And Eric Shaw, who is a former writer on Nickelodeon SpongeBob SquarePants, he does the story editing, and he's a co producer. The show is a co-production between Disney Junior, Disney Television Animation, and the Muppet Studio, which Disney owns, so I don't know why it's not just Disney. Um, so before getting into comparing and contrasting the original to the old, let's talk about um, our initial experience with the original show. Sarah, when do you recall first experiencing Muppet I Babies? watched it when it was on TV for the first time. Yep. Um, I remember, like I said, those episodes. I can remember there was an episode with... Gonzo's chicken, Camilla, like, I think it's arm ripped off or something. Something happened to I him. I remember that. And Nanny needed to sew it, and he sings a song about being sad, and it always made me cry. Like, yep. just thinking about his making me tear. I, I remember. I, I remember, like, the black and white. There was, like, one episode that had, like, an like a he must have been the Hiroshima explosion in it, I think. Yeah, I think they did. They, they used a lot of popular culture. They usually had Nanny watching the news. <sighs> um, and so they, I think they covered the Challenger explosion. Um, they covered history things like Hiroshima. You know, sometimes it was just movies that they could get their hands on. I think I, they, like, I don't think they were talking about Hiroshima. I think they just used the explosion clip because it was I think they, they had an entire episode where they did a riff on Cyrano de Bergerac because that had gone public domain. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um yeah, my initial experience I mean I, I don't remember if I had been watching the show before seeing this clip, but I remember the Muppets Take Manhattan dream sequence that Piggy had that became the show. And um, that's always stuck in my head um, as being amazing. And this show has, it was just a huge part of my childhood. I mean, there were action figures, uh, uh, McDonald's toys, right? I mean, this thing had a far reach. And the Muppets in and of themselves, you know, we think of now as adults that the Muppets is a kid thing. But Jim Henson's Muppets, you know, he originally created them to sell ads for things like and, and once it became yeah once it became more of a family thing in sesame street he backed away from that the the muppet show was kind of a saturday night live light you know which is very adult if you if you look back on a lot of the humor that he had on there i know it wasn't graphic but it was there's an episode of the new show where they the piggy time issue and they go back to an episode of the muppet show well i we'll, believe that's what that is we'll definitely get to that so so this show i mean me and my brother watched this we were only three years apart in age so I was probably watching it when I was two or three, and he was watching it, you know. Oh, I mean, God, we were probably watching it while it was on, because it was in 84 to 91, right? Yeah, it was. Um, and man, it just, I had such fond memories of it, and finding what we could on YouTube and revisiting it um, to prepare for this. Um, I remember they, they did the, uh, you know, they have that song, Rock Me Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, well, you know, um, Mozart is Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. And that's, so they did an episode with Rolf, who is Wolfgang Amadagagagagagas. And I always remember that song. They did like an 80s, like synth pop. Like Amadagagagagagagas. It was, I don't know, that's always stuck in my head. Um, So yeah, there's that. Um, So usually on our podcast, when we get into uh, revisiting, now do you want to talk about the original show? Before we start going into the new one? I think we covered it. Okay. So. Other than I used to always wonder what the hell Gonzo was supposed to be and why we never saw more than Nanny's legs. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So that brings us to the new show. Now, normally we'd go into revisiting and, you know, talk about, 
okay, we have fond memories of the original, but that's all we've got. But we are lucky enough, and we're going to do some episodes coming in the future now as well, where we're lucky enough to have new incarnations of these things that, you know, if they are good, we can enjoy them and show them to our kids. So we'll start with this. So I will say when I heard Disney owning the Muppet Company, I was a bit bummed out. Uh, you know, I, I love that Disney is grabbing up all these old franchises and they've done good by most of them, but the Muppets are a very kind of like holy thing. You know what I mean? And the further they've gotten away from Jim after Jim passed away, the less they've, you know, been their original thing. But I got to say, you know, the, the look of this show is different, but it still feels the same. The nursery has a lot of the looks that the window overlooking them is that same shape. You know, the slides out to the outside and the fact that they spend a lot of their time outdoors is different. But I think all in all, they, they did a hell of a job on this. Um, it it feels this. The heart is the same. Yeah. To me. Well, what, what do you think? What was your initial reaction to the well, new when show? When you told me about it and I watched, um, they had a little short called Show and Tell shorts on before they aired the episodes. And obviously, you know, our daughter lives on Disney Junior. Um, so I would catch the short, the little shorts with her. And I'm like, voices just aren't the same. And what is with this new stupid purple penguin? Nanny sounds younger and she's not wearing striped tights. I was just like, no, I'm against this. No, no, no. I'm against it. No. It just, I'm a purist, so when you remake something, you have to keep it the exact same, or I'm not happy. But then we watched episodes, and I, I was really happy that they kept the face of the theme song and only changed it a little. Yeah, the theme song is, is perfect. Um, I like that they only added really the only one new constant character, which was the Summer of the Penguin. Um, and her and Miss Piggy take turns being the douchebag of the group, which is really funny. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they do a good job of that. Um... But I like it. I love the theme song. It's always stuck in my head. Um, I wish I'd hurry up and do more episodes because I can't sit and watch the same however many there are right now over and over and over and <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, so our our daughter, um, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast before. I think we have. But our, our daughter had an autism diagnosis. Um, and so um, a part of that was her speech. I'm kind of taking a lot longer to catch up. So she's almost three. She'll be three years old in September and really only in the last couple of months has her speech really um, exploded. exploded. And this show has been one of the first big things. She's, you know, Fozzie, Kermit, Piggy, Waka Waka, you know, and just hearing. She'll ask for it. Say, yeah, we want Muppet Babies, Muppet Babies. You and know? She'll, she'll try to sing the theme song sometimes. And just hearing Hearing my daughter, you know, 30 years after I watched these things, loving the same things I did when I'm a kid. I think that's what this is all about, yeah. you know, and that that's what this podcast is all about, you know, and um, it just it, it's really touching. And someone, you know, we can bitch at Disney all all day long for being this big corporate monopoly and taking everything and, you know, but when 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 I can sit and watch something with my daughter that is something that I used to watch and it's, and she's just loving every second of it. It makes me really, really happy. Um, another cool thing to note that I was struck by with the first episode is that the playtime, the, the, the adventures they go on are very, very much intact, similar to how the old one was done. It, it kind of disappears into a theme of the episode. So they, 
like Nanny now wears the same colored tights, but they're they're um the picture on them. The picture on them has to do with the theme of the episode. Like Miss Frizzle's dress in the Exactly, Majesty. exactly. And uh so um they've kept that and in the first episode they go into the closet to look for Nanny's sweater and a ball comes rolling down and they put them into stock footage from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I w- that's when I was I was hooked. It's like, yes, they've done it. Th- this show... Was this the new... The- this, on the new show, yeah. Okay. This show has had time machine references. This show has had references to the original Muppet Babies. This show did an episode in a... Nintendo. Um, in, in a Nintendo game, a handheld Mario Nintendo Brothers? game. Um, it's supposed to be Mario Yep, they did an episode in an art museum where a section went completely quiet and silent and they did a visual riff on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is entirely being done for the parents when they go this route, you know? Um, and it it's just something to behold. It's something to see. Even if you don't have kids, if you're listening to this podcast and you remember the Muppet Babies, seek this thing out. Watch it. They're, I, they're, they're, they're trying really, really hard. I like I said I was skeptical, but the more I watched it, like I said I miss like Rolf and Scooter and Skeeter and Bunsen. I know Bunsen and Beaker I think have appeared in episode. Yeah, Bunsen two. and Beaker have been. The too. thing that throws me off is Statler and Waldorf because they're actually nice to the kids. Well, they're kind of ninety percent of the time, and I'm like, aren't they supposed to be mean? Like, what the hell? They're kind of like they're playing the curmudgeony neighbors in this, but. You know, having a show where two old guys heckle a bunch of children the whole time. You just don't have them in the show. But I, I do like the kind of, like, they're helpful. Like, they, they kind of help the story go along a little bit by kind of poking fun at something the kids are doing. Or, I mean, they drop the video game that, you know, the Muppets fall into. or right. it, it, It's just really cleverly done. And um, what I've noticed, though, is Nanny leaves them unsupervised a lot. And that was something especially I, outside. That was something I noticed about the original show, too, when we've gone back to watch it is a lot of the time Nanny's just sitting in the other room on a couch watching TV. Not a very good Nanny. <laughs> it is interesting. I, mean, I guess I really can't. Well, I'm in the couch on the couch in the same room as the kid. Now, in the new show, so they at least say, oh, Nanny's inside making us cookies or Nanny went to get our sunscreen. Or nannies, you know, searching for our raincoats. You know, they, they at least try to have it be a reason that she's not there. And it's also kid time. So, I, you know what I mean? It's still, it's 11 minutes, right? And it's yeah. kind of happening in real time. But yeah, um, man, I'm just so happy about this one. I really am. Babies, they make our dreams come true. Ooh. You're saying sorry. Um, no, that's right. So, um, yeah. So, what do we think about um what we would normally say is do we think it's appropriate to share Muppet Babies with our kids? And nope, I'd say not at all. It's all yeah, bored. Yeah, it's it's just the vulgar. It's um, the the NC seventeen nature of the whole thing. Oh no, wait, that's the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, whoops, sorry, wrong Muppet thing. Oh yeah, right. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrong podcast. <laughs> that was supposed to be me rewinding the podcast. Yes. What do you mean that doesn't work? Oh, crap. You're going to get us in trouble for riffing Homestar. Stop it. Oh, boy. West Place. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so yeah, this is this in the original show. Find as much of it as you can. Show it to your children. Show it to your spouses. Show it to yourself. Love it. Show it to yourself. Yeah, show it to yourself. Why not? Okay. Um. So yeah, do you have anything else to say? 
Um, uh, I feel like I had a lot. And I feel like my brain just emptied itself out, and I don't know where anything went. You you liked um the the voice actors on this. You yeah. recognized a couple of them, right? Yeah, that's the thing that bugs me. And obviously they're not the right ones, but Kermit sounds like it's the same voice as Tina from Bob's Burgers, and but it's that not. drives me crazy. And then Summer Penguin is voiced by the chick that does um hissy on um puppy dog pals also a disney junior cartoon and i hate cats but i love hissy so it's fun to hear her because it's not she doesn't always sound the exact same she changes her voice a little bit but like some of the, the voices i'm like it sounds like an and, and miss and miss nanny is like the evil girl from bob's burgers right i don't know I yes think, yeah tammy tammy yeah tammy so why couldn't kermit be the one that does tina i don't believe he is we'll have to look yeah. All right. Well, if you've got nothing else, um, as okay. usual, um, please post comments, any topic ideas or anything else to. I have make... a question. Oh, sure. Was See? Kermit a wimp in the original? Yes. I feel like they made him a wimp in the No, Kermit, Kermit's always kind of the scaredy cat. Okay. So Ker- it's not Ker- Kermit is supposed to be the kid that's watching. And the other thing I've noticed is they don't have Wazzy do the walk. Yeah, Wazzy. Fozzy do the walk a walk as often. No, they don't, because that got obnoxious. Okay, that's why. <laughs> uh, anyway, so any comments, topic ideas, or anything else you have, please post to patreon.com slash thechippa or to the YouTube page. Um, and as always, like we say, there's no shame in being a geek, no matter how old you are. See, we remembered it this time. Go watch the Muppet Babies, and we'll be back with you soon. And remember, play this podcast backwards for a secret message. Even at Niage. It was supposed to be Chris's kid. That was Join the Navy. It's a Simpsons reference. Yeah, but Paul McCartney. Number nine. Number nine. Bye.